you know, it just, it just happened. I just, I just became a runner. Um, and so, um, I still am. I, although, like I said, I've, I've slowed down, you know, a little bit. Dizwins Radio episode 978 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Guys, uh, we all know that running can uh, can be a little bit expensive between the shoes and the race fees and this and that and the other and fuel and and you know all of the things. Maybe maybe getting a coach. You know, if you need a coach, I know a guy. Uh, but but you know this this sport that sometimes we think was was going to be a cheap, inexpensive sport when we get started can be anything but. And that's uh, one reason why having a budget can uh, can be helpful. Make sure you've got enough enough money set aside for that next race or that next pair of shoes or whatever it is that you might need. And uh, that's why I'm ex- like a fan of YNAB, the, the budgeting software. You need a budget that Rebecca and I use. And that's why it's uh, a, an affiliate partner that I talk about every so often uh, here on the show. Um, basically, YNAB doesn't promise to be some type of miracle thing, some type of too good to be true, like we're going to save you all kinds of money or we're going to make you all kinds of money. Like it doesn't work like that, but what it does do, or at least what it's done for us, and it's definitely made a, a big time difference in our uh, our our bank balance over the last couple of years, is that it just makes you aware of where your money's going. So you know, are you spending on your priorities, or are you kind of nickel and diamond yourself to death in, in various other areas that you're not as concerned about? So you know, if that might be something that might help you, you know, maybe uh, set a few more bucks aside for that next racecation or whatever the case might be, post pandemic or whatever. Maybe maybe right now, maybe you want to get out and get to a race ASAP one way or the other, YNAB might be able to help. So if you want to take it for a, a free test drive, um, and, and if you decide you like it, you want an extra month for free on top of the free month test drive, then uh, use my link disruns.com slash YNAB. That's the letters Y N A B. Uh, how that works is that you get a free 34 day trial and you get that whether you go straight to their website or not. But if you decide you like it and you want to stick with it, then when you sign up for a year, which I think costs like $80, $84, something like that. And again, from our experience, well worth every every penny of those 80 whatever dollars. Um, you'll get actually 13 months for the cost of, of 12 if you use my link. If you just go through their regular link, a regular website, then you'll just get the 12 months. Either way, well worth it. Uh, but if you go through my link, then I also get an extra month on my subscription, which uh, again, I'm I'm happy to pay it. But if I can get an extra month or two or a few from you guys, from from and then helping you at the same time, hey, that's a win-win-win as far as I'm concerned. So anyway, disruns.com slash YNAB to have a little bit better control of your finances, or at least a little more aware, awareness of your finances. And who knows, maybe you set aside a, a little category in your budget for uh, coaching. And then we can we can saddle up and you know you can you can work with me. Maybe that's maybe that's not a good plug. I don't know. You be the you be the judge. But one way or the other, if you're interested, check it out. Any questions, give me a shout, uh, disruns.com slash YNAB. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is someone that uh, I've been following on Twitter for a while now. And, and I feel like the more I've seen his tweets, the more I've, I've hoped that we have a chance to uh, maybe have a, a little bit of a chat on the show. And, uh, and here we are. Uh, he recently, again, one of the things I picked up from Twitter, he recently traveled to Alaska to run a race, which come to find out, is the 47th state he's run a race in so far, closing in on that magical uh, number of 50. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the bold assumption that uh, somewhere along the line between the different races he's run and the places he's run, he's got a few stories that uh, we might be able to get into today. Uh, So let's get down to business and do it and officially welcome Mr. Eddie Robbins to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Eddie. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, if you... uh, Want to connect with Eddie and follow along on social media? If you, if you follow him on Twitter, you're going to get a lot of Atlanta sports 
stuff, which maybe not be my wheelhouse, but it's fun to get the take of local sports fans from different places around the country. But uh, he's also on, on Instagram as well. It's the same handle, both places, which makes it real easy. And it's just his name, which makes it really, really easy. Uh, at Eddie Robbins, E-D-D-I-E-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. So Eddie Robbins, just like it sounds, just like it's spelled out, just like his name is uh, on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, as per usual, we'll have it, things linked up today. Uh, in the show notes, anything we talk about that makes sense to link to, and obviously his social media handles there as well, uh, disruns.com slash 978, disruns.com slash 978 for all your uh, links and show notes and the whole nine yards as per usual. So, uh, Eddie, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with uh, what I think is a, what I, I know is a simple question because uh, I've asked it enough times that I, I, it just flows off the tongue. Uh, but sometimes the answer is pretty easy. Sometimes the answer is a little bit difficult because there's a lot of great choices out there. But uh, one way or the other, it's a good way to start the conversation. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? My favorite distance has been the half marathon. Um, I have done 25 half marathons uh, since I started running and racing, which was about uh, right at 12 years ago. Um, if I'm, and especially traveling, if I'm going to travel, um, it makes sense to run a little bit longer race. However, I'm 66 years old now, so I'm, I feel myself slowing down. And so the, the half marathon is becoming a little bit more difficult for me. Mm. Uh, but that has been my, my favorite race. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's a, a pretty common answer for, for a number of reasons, but, but yeah, it's, it's, Half marathons are a fun distance. It's it's a good push, a good test, but it doesn't quite uh, take as much out of you as, as some of the longer distance events do. Right, even even a five k, especially especially if there's some hills and mm-hmm. and uh, in the in the summer, especially uh, <laughs> down here in Georgia, even a five k because you're pushing it so hard mm-hmm. uh, can can be difficult. Um, I've often said that the 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 peach tree in atlanta which is the world's largest uh 10k um that race to me is is uh is as hard as a half marathon just because of the hills and it's you know and normally it's july the 4th right july 4th in atlanta on the pavement uh with hills so uh, i think i would rather do a half marathon uh in um in minneapolis you know <laughs> Yeah, the, the the heat and the hills combo, plus the the pace, the effort, the the intensity of of you know some of the shorter races. I, I know I've said that before. Of of you know I have a, a pretty well documented disdain for the five k. Not that there's anything wrong with the, the distance, but just just the effort that you put in. If you're going to race a five k, it's it's hard from the get go. Um, and I just kind of would, I like the slow burn of the longer races that, that, you know, you might end up put out just as much effort, but instead of putting it out over the course of 20, 25 minutes, you're putting it out over a couple few hours. Like, you know, that's the slow burn is, is a little bit uh, more tolerable for me, but to each their own, which is why running is so wonderful. There's so many different options out there. That's right. Another thing that's difficult about a 5k for me is, uh, in a local, a local 5k, um, there are all types of runners slash walkers. Uh, getting out of the gates can be very difficult, mm. um, and especially if you're, you know, if you're really wanting to PR, and you know, if you don't get right up in the front, you're, I mean, you're just not going to make it out of the gates. Right. Yeah, that's that is something that that uh, you know, at least in my experience, a lot of the bigger races have a little bit more crowd control or a little bit more information at least out there for where to line up if you're you know if your goal pace is whatever if it's nine minutes 10 minutes 11 minutes like whatever and that that does make the start a little bit less congested because yeah it's i think we've all at least heard the stories or maybe even uh you know been i don't know victimized maybe isn't the right word but fallen <laughs> fallen to the 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 uh uh situation of you know being a few few people back in the 5k start and then getting bottled up into uh folks that lined up a little faster than they should have maybe probably a lot of times not knowing any different. Um, but yeah, then, then you don't have the time to make it up in the 5k because just how short the race is. Like it's just going for a cruise that day instead of going for that PR, like you maybe had planned for. Right. And you have to just be aware of that. I mean, I appreciate people, um, you know, supporting the, the local 5k. And so I don't have any problem with it. It's just that 
I can't expect to go out and, and PR unless I'm right. I get right in the front. Right. Um, you know, I at one time I did my first 5K and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But uh, so I understand. I don't have a problem with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's and that's that's the thing is having that little bit of of space to just remember that we were all there once. We all made those those mistakes. Didn't know any better. Um, right. But it's, I just know personally, it can be a little bit frustrating in the moment when it's like, man, things, the weather, the weather actually cooperated because I'm in, I'm in central Florida. So pretty much the same steam cooker that you guys are in, in, in Georgia, where it's just like, you know, especially some of those, those summer or early fall races where it might be decent, but odds are it's not. And then today it's decent, but you didn't get the start you wanted because, you know, just, just situations, circumstances, how it, how it shook out. Uh, right. but, but yeah, nobody, nobody's doing that on purpose. At least hopefully nobody's doing that on purpose. I don't, right. think, don't think it happens very often, but Eddie, how'd you get started in, in running? Like you said, I think it's been about 12 years now. Um, where, where'd you kind of get started in, uh, or what, what got you started in this whole running world that we uh, know and love at this point? Well, I, like I told you, I'm 66 years old at age 54. Um, I had been over 300 pounds all of my adult life, wow. uh, with a peak of 333. And at age 54, I decided that I was going to lose weight. I was tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I began to, um, eat healthy, healthier, uh, less. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I started walking and my goal was 25 miles a week. Mm. So, as the days went by, um, I was getting used to the to the walking, and I didn't feel like my heart rate was up like it should be. So I began to, as I called it back then, jog, and that's a, a dirty word for me. I don't <laughs> like the word jog. A, a lot of runners don't, but but in that moment, uh, I began to jog a little bit and um, just a little bit each day, and then one day it happened. I had run a whole mile without stopping mm. and that, that was a big moment for me. And it was just a few months into my weight loss. Um, and that would have been probably maybe September in November, my youngest daughter, who's also a runner, she invited me to run a uh, 5k in Canton, Georgia, and I did not know what a 5K was. Mm. Um, I said, sure, we'll do that. And so we went to this park. It was a local 5K. And um, I, I ran most of it, but I, I walked a good bit. I think I've maybe a 36 minute, maybe 36 minutes, mm. something like that. Um, but the thing about it was I so loved the atmosphere. Mm. Um, it just, man, it just got a hold of me. And I, I thought, man, I, w I want to do more of these. So I, you know, one thing led to another and there's a wonderful greenway here in Forsyth County. It's called the big Creek greenway. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see the pictures a mm. lot. Um, and it's just, it's a great place to, to run. And, um, and it's been my sanctuary, you know, through the years, but I, you know, one thing led to another and I, uh, the first major goal that I had was the peach tree in Atlanta that following 4th of July and I did the peach tree and then, you know, it just, it just happened. I just, I just became a runner. Um, and so, um, I still am. I, although, like I said, I've, I've slowed down, you know, a little bit here. So some of that's age, some of it is my feet hurt. I'm mm. telling you, I have, I have bad feet, my legs, my knees, they're, they're great. Yeah. Feet hurt. <laughs> well, but that's, you know, so, you know, on the one hand, slowing down a little bit is, is, I mean, I don't want to say it's necessarily inevitable, but it's kind of inevitable as, as we get older, like, like at some point it's going to happen to everybody. But the one, again, one of the things that I love most about running is that it, it doesn't matter. Like you don't age out. I mean, you, you age out of an age group, but then you, you age into the next age group. And, and if, if you want to keep going and you want to keep, you know, getting out there and, and, and pushing yourself and, and being part of that community and that environment that, that so many people love on race day, um, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And if, and if, you know, like, like 
obviously within the time frames of different races and things like that, but but there's nothing that says that you have to be fast, quote unquote fast, whatever that means to different people um, to run as long as we're okay individually okay with the idea of oh uh, you know maybe my days of a of a whatever of a 20 minute 5k or a 30 minute 5k are are behind me but i can still go out there and participate and enjoy and you know embrace whatever wherever we are at that that moment which is which is something that not all other uh sports necessarily can can claim that's right and the main thing is is getting out there because if i stop getting out there you know you know, like I said, I was over 300 pounds most of my adult life. And I, I would, I mean, it's just in my genes. I mean, I would gain weight. If I quit, mm. I would gain, I would gain weight. I, w- I mean, I just, you know, I know that I would. Um, and I have maintained, um, I'll say basically maintained. Mm. I did gain just a little bit right after the, the initial weight loss. I lost 110 pounds in wow. 16. Um, so, but I've maintained right around two, 220, um, for the last, you know, 10 years. So, uh, but yeah, the main thing is, is to still get out there. And I'm, I'm thinking about getting a bicycle as well, just to, just to have something just a little bit different, but it still gets me out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, there's no, certainly nothing wrong with, with a little bit of cross training in whatever form or fashion that, that works for you. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's still the name of the game of, of health and activity and fresh air. Um, and if it keeps your feet from taking such a beating, so you're able to keep running a little bit more too, Hey, you know, win, win. That's right. So, uh, mentioned in the intro, 47 States into this whole 50 state situation, where, where did the, uh, the seed or the idea of, of running a race in all the States come from? In that first year, uh, of running, uh, which would have been. 2010 we went on a vacation to new england and my wife my youngest daughter i have three daughters by the way my youngest daughter and i we went to new england and we saw a 5k in portland maine and so let's go do this 5k all right so we we did the 5k in portland maine um i had already done i'd already raced in obviously georgia and Tennessee. And, um, and I thought, well, this sounds like fun. We're going to be, you know, I'm still like 55 years old. Mm -hmm. I've got a, I've got a long ways to go, hopefully. And we love to travel. I said, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to run when we travel, I'm going to run a race. And so one thing led to another and it became the race, you know, the race was telling me where I was going to travel. So, (laughs) um, the all the southern states were really easy to do and then then it then it started getting interesting mm-hmm. so and like like you mentioned i was in anchorage alaska just a little about 10 days ago and um and ran there and i actually i had to, i was i had signed up for the half marathon but i had to switch to the 5k mm-hmm. uh because i had some issues um not to get into the to the story, but we were on a cruise about five weeks ago, and I and I fell oh. on a on a slippery pier, and fell straight back and hit the back of my head, and I I lost some balance, and that with the heat, and mm-hmm. I mean I have all kinds of excuses, so I, you know I I switched to the five k just to my by the way whenever you do something like this you. You, you know, you can make up your own rules. Right. So my rule is an official race. I'm running an official race in each state. Now, that means that, you know, if I'm if I'm running on that soil, then that counts. So as a result, I there's about four or five different places, uh, different races that I did that where they cross into to different states. Mm hmm. For an example, the the flying pig in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So it you know it it runs over into Kentucky. Well, I count that. That's that's Ohio and Kentucky. Um, I did the Trenton. I believe it was a ten k Trenton, New Jersey, and it went over into Pennsylvania. Um, I did the Laughlin half marathon um, in Nevada, Henderson, Nevada, I believe. And it crossed over into Arizona. So mm-hmm. I've I've done that a few times where where I caught two states 
with with one race. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Detroit. You got two countries there. Uh, yeah, I got <laughs> and that was pretty cool. Um, I guess that'll be the next goal when I finish is I'll have to start running in countries. I don't know. There you go. There you go. That that's even even more logistically uh, a, a logistical thing. You have to start planning, um, looking for races that are are kind of on the border, so you can you know always get two birds in one stone as much as possible. There you go. That's right. And my next my next two races. By the way, I need Montana, Wyoming, and Hawaii. Mm. Um, next month, I am flying to Billings, Montana driving over to Cody, doing a 10K on a Saturday, and then back to Billings at the Montana Marathon, I'm doing a 10K there. So back-to-back days with 10Ks, and I'll have my Montana-Wyoming taken care of. Um, a, a month from now, I'll, I'll only need one state um, if everything goes well. I was going to say, when you said Montana and Wyoming, I was like, well, there, there, there's two two connecting states, but I don't know if there'd be enough races where there'd be enough border towns where there might be a race that would do both. But if you can get them both in one weekend, that, that works too. Right. Trust me, I looked. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find anything. Um, but and, and I have done that a few times too, where I would travel and do one race on a... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, an example of that would be Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I ran in Fargo one day and, uh, just North of Minneapolis the next Mm -hmm. on one trip. So that helps the airfare just a little bit. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty common practice for those that are doing whatever type of 50 state challenge it is, whether it's marathons, halves, just races in general, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, when you can, when you can knock out a few states, I I was almost waiting for you to say when you were, when you kind of kicked it off or at least really kind of made it a thing um, starting in, in Maine, I was just like, well, dang, I'm new England. You could knock out six or seven. If you're, if you're there at the right, uh, you know, if you're there for a couple of weeks and you get a couple of weekends and you can overlap and, and maybe it would take enough planning to really kind of line it all up, you know, knowing it going into, but new England, you can, you can chip away at some States pretty quickly. If, if you're there at the right time, I would imagine. That's right. That's one of my, one of my, um, uh, getting two States in one race happened, um, new Hampshire and Vermont, mm-hmm. The covered bridges half marathon, and it's way north. It's almost it's probably five miles from Canada up there. <laughs> and uh, actually saw a bear on that race. That's the wow. only race that I've been on that I saw a bear. Um, far enough away to enjoy him, you mm-hmm. know. But um, mm-hmm. beautiful country, man. New England is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm I'm looking forward to getting up there. I I, I am also uh, working on. Uh, uh, for me, it's a mar- uh, at least the goal right now is a marathon in every state. I suppose subject to change depending on on life situations. But right now, that's that's the goal. Uh, but I haven't made it to New England for anything yet. But that's that's one of the areas I'm certainly looking forward to of of some of the history and, and just uh, you know the the natural beauty of that area. But but I would imagine, and and I guess this is going to lead me to the, my next question. Um, you know, pretty much everywhere in the country you go to has its own kind of unique flavor and, and, and areas and, and, you know, it's, it's own beauty for, for, you know, just obviously different, but, but beautiful nonetheless. Uh, what are some places that you've, that you've traveled to that you've raced that really kind of stand out in your mind, whether it's for the beauty or for the race itself, or just, you know, places that really kind of stand out that you've experienced over these last 10 years or so kind of chasing the, the 50 States. Yeah, when I'm I'm asked that question fairly often, you know, what what state did you did you enjoy the most? Right. And that, one of the most exciting things for me was the half marathon in San Francisco, and which included running across the Golden Gate Bridge mm-hmm. and back, and that was just, I mean, that was just incredible. Just, and and I didn't realize that bridge. If you if you run across the bridge and back, that's a five k. Oh wow. And, that bridge is that long. I guess that makes it about a mile and a half long. Mm-hmm. Um, just gorgeous. It was a, it was a gorgeous day, and I, I enjoyed that so much. Um, far as beauty goes, uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they they do a race there, um, and it, it's so it's so well organized. They do all the races, and what they do is they you meet in you meet in town, and they bus the marathoners all the way out the 26 miles mm-hmm. and then they, and they, and they bust the half marathoners out and they bust the 10 K and it's all on the same route, but they, 
but they go drop them off just mm-hmm. short and everybody runs back in to the park. And it was a gorgeous day and some of the most beautiful country you'll, you'll ever want to see is, uh, Idaho and Utah went down and did a, uh, the next day, um, bear Lake in Utah mm. and the drive from, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's so gorgeous. Um, I, far as the just races that, that are memorable for me, um, I had, I had, um, the run to remember half marathon in Boston. I had it booked. Um, and it's, it's a race for on Memorial day, remembering Mm. the, um, policemen and firemen and, you know, it's run to remember on Memorial day. So Mm. it's, it's for them. But this particular year just happened to be the year of the of the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. Oh wow! And so I was there. Um, what is that? A month? A month after? I guess. Yeah, two months. Month, yeah, something like that. About a month after. Month and a half, probably. Yeah, and so it was really, really emotional mm-hmm. and the race takes you out by MIT and all of their all of the policemen were standing there giving everybody high fives as they ran by and just realizing that one of the, they had lost one of their mm-hmm. policemen in the bombing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was like, it's so emotional. You couldn't hardly, you know, gather yourself to, you know, to run. It was, uh, it was, it was unbelievable. So that one just, you know, that's my Massachusetts run. Although I did, uh, come back and do the Boston Marathon in 2018, which that's another whole story. I could write a book about that, that <laughs> with the uh, with the weather. Um, so uh, other places, I mean, my first half marathon was down there where you are. I did the Disney, mm. um, the Disney half, the one in January. I'm not sure what the official title of it is yeah um, that's like the one that doesn't have an official title because it's just part of marathon weekend is is that half okay marathon. yeah um so that was my first half and and uh i thought boy this will be this is gonna be nice and warm and we're standing in the corrals i mean i, I assume you've done that i don't mm-hmm. know but um it was 45 degrees is standing in the corrals um like at 5 30 in the morning and it was it was cold yeah this is supposed to be Florida. And, uh, <laughs> I was freezing. Uh, and so that was my first uh, half marathon. I was also expecting it to be flat, but they take you over those bridges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a little, you have a little hill there. Um, the race that I mentioned earlier, the Laughlin half um, was, was very unique because it started in Henderson, and I didn't know what the course was going to be. Mm-hmm. And this may have been, this was one of their first few years doing the race, but it actually took, it actually had a little trail run feel to it. It took you up, mm-hmm. you know, on a trail first and uh, then back down. And then you went across the bridge, across the, the river over to Arizona and back. And that was a very pretty, very pretty country there. Yeah. Um, the worst, right. You didn't ask me this. The mm-hmm. worst, one that I did was the one I had mentioned this earlier too, is the one in Minneapolis. It was actually a 10 K trail run. And because it was the only thing I could match up with mm-hmm. that North Dakota race. Right. And, um, and it had been raining and it was not a run at all. It was a, it was a, I hope I can get through this mud uh, <laughs> walk for, you know, and uh, boy, it was, it was a mess, but it was still an official race, and it mm-hmm. was Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It was all good. Yeah, nothing will nothing will change the like change a trail race like like a good rainstorm will. You know, if it's if it's a road race and it's raining, it might not be ideal, but at least you know, like like the pavement typically can, unless it's a monsoon, can typically handle some rain, and it's not that big of a deal. But man, those trail conditions can change on uh, on a drop of a dime if you get a get a little bit of rain, and it's muddy or it's it's becomes slippery because it's it's a bunch of clay or or whatever the case might be those those races can change pretty quickly with with, with the weather yeah i i wouldn't even call that one a race it was just, <laughs> it was just uh, you can get from here to there 
um, in one piece and still have your shoe. I mean, I literally lost one shoe in the mud. Wow. I, my foot came out and I'm like, oh, I left my shoe. <laughs> going to need that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but, you know, the thing about it is it's all a part of the it's all a part of the experience. Mm -hmm. um, if every race was exactly the same and perfect, it wouldn't be it wouldn't have experiences. And, um, it, you know, that's that's fine. I have been very fortunate. Um, you know, one of the things about traveling is you don't know what the weather's going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you get to if you're going to fly to, let's say, Jackson, Mississippi, which I did, I did the, the uh, Mississippi Blues, mm -hmm. um, man, it could be thunderstorms. Right. And let me tell you something. I do not do thunderstorms. Mm hmm. I'm I'm very afraid of thunderstorms. I have been all my life. Um, that's a that's one of my phobias. But it's a good one because they can kill you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, you 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 do all the travel, and the race could get postponed. I mean, there's there's things that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, last year we all know about races being right canceled. And uh, fortunately, um, I had I had New York and. And Alaska booked last year, but fortunately I deferred and mm. was able to do those this year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, since we're kind of on the, the, the topic of, of travel, I'd love to, to maybe dive into that just a little bit in terms of, you know, like you said, it's, it's hard to, to necessarily prepare for what do you bring, you know, cause what the weather might look like and things can change. And even if you're looking at the forecast that, that doesn't always guarantee anything, um, but when it comes to traveling for races, whether it's a longer race, shorter race, whatever, um, what have you found that works for you in terms of whatever, of running at the beginning of a trip versus the end of a trip, dietary, nutrition stuff when you're out of the, out of your normal environment, just in general trips or, or tips, I'm sorry for, for traveling to races that, that have kind of worked for you over the years. Well, one thing that I do, I have a little bag that I put. All of my everyday things, like if I'm going out, going out to just run four miles, you know, I have I have a little a little actually it's a little box in my car, and it has all of the things that I need. Um, that goes with me, mm -hmm. so I know I know I've got I've got tape. Um, I have I have my gels. I have my headphones, although some races don't want you to mm -hmm. wear them, but we all know that <laughs> most of the time we do, um, you know, and everything, everything that I need, I mentioned to you that I, I have some issues with my feet. I have to wear a pad under my, under both of my feet. Mm -hmm. And so I have to make sure I have those. Um, so just the, the main thing is, is I, I treat a race just like I do my regular run, because if I, if I, you know, if you do these special things, and, and I know people go out and, and they they carb load the night before, but I don't carb load at home when mm. I when I run. So I do, I just treat it like a regular run. Um, but I do have to bring. I mean, I'm a I'm a weather I'm a weather. What's the word? Weather hound. I don't know. Mm. I, I I watch the weather a lot. I I, I enjoy. I like I follow Reed Timmer. <laughs> okay if you know anything about reed he's a he's a, a weather chaser tornado chaser and mm -hmm. so I, I i love that stuff so i'm watching the weather i i pretty much know what it's going to be like although it can change like mm -hmm. if you like if you fly out on friday morning and you're not racing till sunday things can change right so you know i have a little rain jacket that i take with me um it's one of those that I mean, you can roll it up and almost the size of your fist. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that the hotel is going to have a, a trash bag. I can always find a trash mm -hmm. bag if I have to have one, um, which I did in Boston. And right. we can talk about that Boston race <laughs> whenever you want to. But uh, I did, you know, I did that there. Um, and, you know, I just, it, it, it really helps to bring an extra pair of shoes too, mm. especially if you, you know, people do this different. I normally, I bring my running shoes. I pack those. Um, but from time to time I will wear them. Um, I just don't like walking around in my running shoes. Right. Um, that's, that's all debatable, but, um, 
because if you only take one pair of shoes and you're running and, and you're in the rain, then you guess what? You've got wet shoes to come home in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you learn all these things after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that was kind of the, the gist I was getting is, is, you know, some maybe mistakes you've made and like, oh, yeah, I, I sh- just bring the whole box. Just treat the thing like it's like it's a, a regular run instead of making it, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, not a regular run, but you go through the same motions that kind of, you know what you to expect out of yourself as opposed to, to trying a bunch of different stuff. Um, and yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, as you're saying some of these things like, Oh yeah, I, I screwed that up. I've learned that lesson the hard way. So I feel like, like that's a pretty common thing in the running world of just like, Oh yeah. Like I heard somebody mention that it didn't sink in until I did dot, dot, dot. And now I know why that, that people do things the way they do. Right. And the, and the, the Boston marathon that I did, um, in 2018, the weather was, it was a monsoon. It was, it was in the forties. The wind was blowing 30 miles per hour. It, wind's always in your face, by the way, mm. the winds never hurt your back. <laughs> and, um, and rain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it had the three things and we had, we had it all. And, um, it was, um, it was rough. So on that trip, I mean, I knew it was going to be, I knew that it was going to be mm-hmm. bad weather. So I, I got lots of advice from, from people on, you know, what, do, you know, what am I going to do here? And I really, and I, and I wound up not doing the right thing in that because I, you know, I'm old. I don't want to, I don't want to get cold. <laughs> so I actually put a sweatshirt on under my shirt and and my rain jacket and then a trash bag on top of that. And I did not get cold. I was probably one of the few people in that race that didn't get cold that day. But as a result, um, I was, uh, when I took those clothes off back at the hotel, you wouldn't believe how, how much, how much sweat I'd lost Mm -hmm. on that. It was, uh, it was incredible there again. I had, in that race, my the first probably ten to eleven miles, I did really good. I, I was feeling good, did really good. Then I had a problem with my with my foot, mm-hmm. and um, and some of it was a was a gout attack. And if you've ever had gout, it's one of the worst things you could ever have. So I wound up having to walk that one in. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> It was a day that I wouldn't want to walk across the street. It was <laughs> bad, uh, much less walk, you know, 13, 14 miles. But I did, and I finished it, and it was Boston, and and I helped raise money for Dana-Farber mm-hmm. in, in Boston, and it was all good. By the way, on my Twitter, uh, if you go to my Twitter page, I have a blog about that day that's that's pinned. Mm-hmm at the top. So if anybody wants to go and read about my experience for that day, because, uh, I'll never forget that day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and if you're, if you're all right with talking a little bit more about it while we still have a little bit of time, I, I, I never want to pass up an opportunity to talk about Boston, even on day like 2018, where it wasn't, uh, wasn't too many, too many people's idea of, of ideal racing conditions for those that, that, Sometimes the the races blur. If you remember, that was the year that Des won for the women, um, and it was it was rainy and nasty. And and I know I myself was sitting at home going, you know, like I if I had qualified, I'd have loved to run it. But I'm not upset that I'm not there today, running running in this weather. Um, but but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about the day. As as far as like you said, running it running it for charity, raising some money um, for for Dana Farber. What was was there a a, a specific reason that that was the organization you ran with or, or what, what brought that about? I'm glad you asked me that question. Um, yes. Um, about two years before that, my oldest sister, um, one month before she turned 75 passed away with lung cancer. Mm. Um, now my sister, we, we grew up, we, we grew up, my dad was a, was a pastor. So we Mm. grew up in church. We didn't, you know, none of, none of us smoked. So I always have to say, you know, when I say that my sister died with lung cancer, I always have to say, you know, she did not smoke. Right. 
so it was, but she had lung cancer and she passed away. So I chose Dana Farber because, uh, because of the cancer, the cancer research. And, uh, I'm so glad that I, that I found them because, Man, you're talking about a great organization and some great people and the people that run with them. There are people that run with them every year, mm. and uh, they've become they've become some of some really good friends of mine um, through social media. And um, it was just uh, it's just a great organization. So that's why I chose Dana Farber was uh, was for my sister, and I actually wore a um, and I'm still I have it on right now. I wear. I, I wear a cross, but I have, uh, my, my sister loved cats and I have, I took a, a cat off of a little cat off of her charm mm-hmm. bracelet. And so I had that, uh, around my neck. So that became inspiration too, because it's when I was, you know, when I was out there, like at mile 18, I'm like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, I would just reach down there and feel that you know, that mm-hmm. chain, that little cat and think about my sister. And okay. She, if, if she, if she were here, she would be telling me you keep going, you don't stop. She right. was my encourager. Right. And, um, uh, so that's, that's why I chose Dana Farber. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't qualify to run Boston. I, I never would be able to. And that was the first that, you know, my first thing was, man, it would just be amazing to, to run Boston, but I know I could never do that. But then I found out that you can do it through mm-hmm. uh, through fundraisers, and so that's that's what happened, and it's 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 an experience of a lifetime. Awesome, awesome, and 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 yeah, and and, and maybe I don't, I don't know, it, it, not that you would wish to have the weather be what it was, but that that maybe adds a layer to the experience of a lifetime when it when it wasn't just perfect running weather to just go out and cruise, but it was not only. 26.2 miles, but it was 26.2 miles plus wind plus rain plus pretty chilly. Um, adds, I feel like at least maybe there, there adds a, a layer, a layer to that somehow. There, there does when you, when you're, you know, at, when it, when the race is over, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, uh, then talking about it, you know, now it's kind of a, a badge of honor, right? right? Oh, I did the one in 2018, you know, <laughs> I, it's so amazing to, to be so miserable and so elated at the same time. And that, that's a weird experience to go through. Like, man, this is just horrible. I hate this. This is killing me, but this is Boston. (laughs) You know, it's, it's an amazing, uh, emotion. I, um, I, I read through your the post that you referenced on your on your Twitter uh, about the, the the Boston experience, and it sounded like you had a little bit of a, of a hiccup right towards the end, right towards the finish line. What what happened at the at the end of the race? Oh man, you know. So I was I I walked it in, and so I was I was hurting really bad. When I got close to the finish line, I said, well, dad gummit, I'm running through the finish line. <laughs> I'm not walking through the finish line. And so I begin to run and I, um, I don't know what happened, man. I, I saw my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law was there. Um, I had other family members there, but I just happened to see him. Mm. He yelled my name and when I looked over at him and then, and then they announce your names when you come across the finish line. And I looked up at the guy and that something about looking over and then looking up, I lost my balance mm. and I began to tumble towards the left. And as I did, I grabbed the wall. There's a wall there on the side, but that I couldn't hold onto the wall and I flipped and fell right on the finish line and i'm laying there going i do not believe i was embarrassed more than anything i mean i was hurting a little bit but uh i was embarrassed i'm like how how am i laying here on the finish line (laughs) and the authorities they they came running over there Mm -hmm. and and um and uh put me in a wheelchair and i said i'm i'm okay i promise you i'm fine well see here's the thing that day there were all kinds of people in those medical tents. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were, there were lots of injuries and, and, uh, you know, so they were already looking for, for people, you know, having, having issues. So mm-hmm. they were, 
So they thought I was one of those. And I told them, I said, I promise I'm, I'm fine. Mm. And so I got up and I, you know, and I was, I was okay. I just lost my balance. Right. And, you know, after walking for, for that long, um, my, the body just, I don't know. I had no control. It was like being mm. on ice. I wow. was totally out of control. Um, it was, it was very embarrassing, but, um, it, I, I finished Boston. So that was the, that was the thing. Uh, I was concerned as I was, I was laying there on the finish line that my bib did not cross the finish line yet. <laughs> Somebody please move my leg across the finish line. So, yes. Make it official that, that we officially yeah. have done this now. Yeah. And I came in at a, uh, around six hours and 15 minutes. So just, a, I did not see Des. Des was ahead of me just a little she, bit. She got, yeah, she, she was, she was already showered and warmed up, but that's all right. That's, that's, uh, that's oh, what makes the was, elites, the elites. She may have been home by then. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that's, that's, you know, like you said, it's, it's a, it's a race, I think for at least a lot of folks that, that maybe are targeting it or have ambitions for it, that, you know, would be kind of a once in a lifetime thing. And, and like you said, a little extra badge of honor because the, the conditions were not ideal, which I, which I feel like has been the case more often than not of late where it's either too hot or it's cold or it's, it's rainy. Like it's, it's been a while since Boston has had just perfect conditions. It feels like. That's right, because it's Boston, and right. I don't know about what they're doing in October. Yeah, that's that's the plan. So I don't know uh, how the weather is. I mean, it could be anything. It could be I don't know if it could be snowing or not, but it could be anything. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. So uh, as we're getting close to to wrapping up, Eddie, I, I would get one more, one or two more questions for you. I think we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But if all goes well in the next month or so, you'll have, you'll have forty nine. Uh, races out of 50 or 49 states out of 50 that you've run a race in. Um, are there, are there any tentative Hawaii plans yet? Or are you going to wait till you get to 49 to make any, any type of Hawaii plans, you know, for sure? What I am 99% sure of, it will not be next year. Okay. And the reason for that is now I've been to Hawaii, um, three times, so I don't have a need to go to Hawaii just to go to Hawaii. It's going to be for the race. However, I've never been to Kauai. And so I understand that the half marathon in Kauai is w one of the most gorgeous uh, races in the country. Mm. And uh, that's kind of how what I'm looking at. Uh, but I want my wife to go mm. on this trip. And we probably want to go and spend a week. So... Because of that, uh, next week, excuse me, next year we have, we already have a good many travel plans. So we're probably going to wait till 2023 and, uh, and go there and, and wrap it up. Now, by then, maybe they made, maybe Puerto Rico and DC will be states. And <laughs> you, might, you might have no, 52 you have to go through. Because I always wonder about that. You know, you wrap it up and you get, and you, and you get the T-shirt and the whole thing, and that I ran a race in every state. And nope, no, you didn't. We got more states. So at a, I don't at a start of the flag, and now you got to make some more travel plans. That's right. That's right. Was uh, was Hawaii always like for me personally? Like when I started, it was I don't know what the order is going to be, but Hawaii is going to be fifty because in part I've never been there. At least at this point, I've never been there. Will I will I get there before I get to fifty? Will you know to be determined? Um, but that was always like the finish line, and, and kind of like you, like. Make sure the wife can come, fam you know, depending on what family situations at that point, kids or grandparents or whatever, like, let's make it a, a, as much of a party as possible. Was that part of the plan or did that just kind of fall into place for you? Absolutely. It's always been the 50th in my mind. Um, I actually wanted Alaska to be 49th, but mm -hmm. it just, it just didn't happen that way. So, right. but, uh, because it's the 49th state, right. Right. why is the 50th? So that would have been cool. But, um. But Hawaii has always been um, the fiftieth. It's man, that's such a it's such a long it's a long haul right. out there. Uh, you know, when you get from Atlanta, when you get to L.A., you're like, I don't believe you're halfway there yet. I mean, it's, <laughs> we, it's gotta just, be, we gotta be there by now, right? don't we? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a haul. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's longer than it took me to do the Boston Marathon. I mean, it's that it's that it's right. that far. Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and it will be fun, um, 
to to have that done it's it'll be kind of weird to have to have a goal that you've that you've looked forward to for a solid 10 years mm -hmm. and then then it be over yeah so that that's going to be a little bit weird although i met a lady in <laughs> i met a lady in anchorage last week and she's a part of the half marathon uh club mm -hmm. you know there's a bunch of those guys that you know the 50 state club right and uh she said that she's done all 50 states half marathons four times yeah that's that's bananas like that you gotta have a little money to do that too yeah you have to have money and time to be able to travel to be able to train to be able to to make that happen which is which is all i mean kudos hat tips to those that have done it not just i mean doing it doing it once quite the accomplishment doing it twice three times four times that's yeah it's amazing it's crazy it's crazy so uh yeah, oh go ahead i said you gotta love it yeah absolutely absolutely so as we're uh Wrapping up today, Eddie, one last question. I'll get you out of here on this one, I promise. But uh, kind of like to wrap up with something a little more generic. I call it the philosophical question. So it's very open-ended, kind of like the intro question. We'll just take it take it where it goes, and that's where we'll wrap it up today. Um, but at this point, you know, 12, 12 years-ish into your into your running journey, um, why do you still do it? Why is, is running still something that's that gets you out the door most days, that, that you enjoy doing? Obviously, uh, you know, that at least from what it sounds like, no plans on, on stopping anytime soon. Why, why is running still an important part of your life? <clears throat> because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Number one, number two, because it, it helps to keep me, uh, healthy and fit. So th those are the two, two main reasons. Um, a third reason is, and it's, and it's really fun as well, but it's the, it's the people. Mm -hmm. Um, just meeting people, um, is that part's great. Um, but I mean, I don't, I, when I lost weight, uh, people, you know, I had all kinds of people asking me things about my weight loss. And, and I said, well, what you need to do is you need to find something that you enjoy that's physical to do. Not everybody can run. I said, but you might, you might walk, you might bike, you could hike, you could play tennis, you could play racquetball, mm -hmm. you could swim, whatever it is, find something to do that's physical. It's either that or you sit on the couch and you die, right? I mean, so you gotta, you gotta find, but it's gotta be fun. If it's not fun, then you'll quit. Mm -hmm. um, I can remember years ago, I would, I, you know, I would get a gym membership and I would go and it was like after the first two weeks, oh my God, I don't want to go to the gym. <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't fun, but to me, running is fun and the races are fun. I love the races. I love them so much. And that's why 2020 was so difficult for, mm. for really for all of us. Right. Uh, I mean, I, you know, it's silly to say. 2020 was bad because I couldn't go race. Okay. And I don't mean it that way. Mm -hmm. There's that, that's the least of the, of the thing. But, um, but at the same time, it was a part of my life that, mm -hmm. you know, that I was missing. And, um, so I'm, I'm so happy to be back. Although, you know, we don't know what's going on now. Right. We don't get into that. We all know, you know, mm -hmm. um, but we all do need to be careful and keep each other safe. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how I got there, but I got there. Well said. Well said. It's a good <laughs> good place to wrap it up. So uh guys again, if you uh enjoyed today's conversation, you want to kind of follow along, see see some highlights from uh you know states forty seven, forty eight, and then dot 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 wait a wait a year or so, year and a half, a uh, couple years till we get to, to fifty. Uh, at Eddie Robbins on Instagram, on Twitter. Like I said, lots of good stuff on Twitter. Lots of lots of good Braves talk on Twitter too, for those of you that uh, cheer for the Atlanta Braves. But uh, at Eddie Robbins, again, on Instagram and Twitter, disruns.com slash 978 is the link for the show notes today. We'll have everything linked up as per usual. So uh, Eddie, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. I, I certainly appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all, all the, the, uh, the, I don't know if we interact a lot. We interact a little bit on Twitter, but I, I always see your tweets and always always puts a smile on my face when uh, when I see your name when I'm scrolling through there. Uh, so thanks for the interactions. Thanks for the time today again, and uh, certainly wish you nothing best, nothing but the best going forward on the the last three states and and whatever else the future holds for you, my friend. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I enjoyed this a lot, and we'll see you on social media. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Eddie and myself, and as per usual, I'd be curious to know, what was your takeaway from our little chit-chat? What was it that stood out to you from uh, today's episode? For me, there were a few things, quite quite frankly, um, but I think the one that I'm going to go with is is maybe the one that I don't know. Maybe it's it's most important for for me. I I don't know. You know, again, these these takeaways it can go it can go one way or the other. It can go whichever way you want it to go. Quite frankly, but for me, the 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 biggest thing that stood out from from our conversation today was Eddie's um, willingness to make up his own rules. You know, for his for his running in every state. Um, you know, so, some people will will tell you that that what he's doing doesn't count. You know, if he runs a race where there's part of it in one state and part of it in another, uh, you know, they'll say that you can count one state or the other, but you can't count both. And the fact that, that Eddie doesn't care that he's making his own rules. I think that's something that, that again, we can, I can certainly benefit from maybe you as well, because ultimately this whole running thing, whether we're talking about running in all the States or whether we're talking about, you know, what constitutes a win or a loss or success or failure or a good race or a bad race or whatever. It's all, it's all about ourselves, right? It, it's, it, you know, and I don't mean that in a douchey way, but like, you know, what, what you do at your race doesn't really impact what I do, right? Unless it does, unless you're like out there tripping me or shoving me or, or, or racing for the win. But 99.999% of the time, we're just out there. We're both competing and maybe we're racing each other a little bit, but ultimately we're competing against ourselves, right? Ultimately our success or our failures, our joys and, and, and our bad days, they're all internal. We, we, we are the ones that are in control of that. We are the ones that decide what constitutes a win for ourselves or what constitutes a, eh, maybe that wasn't the best day at the office. And, you know, again, you can, you can parse that out however you want to. You know, if you, if you walk during a race, whether it's a 5k or a hundred miler, some people would say that you didn't run it. Well, I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to tell myself to remind myself that what some people might say, or what some people might tell you counts or doesn't count, doesn't freaking matter. You make your own rules, right? It's, 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 you decide what, what matters in terms of going from the, the start to the finish. You decide what the rules dictate as far as, you know, are you going to run a race in every state or trying to, to do whatever, whatever types of challenges, whatever types of things that you goals and ambitions that you set for yourself, you're in charge, you make the rules and whatever anybody else thinks, says, does whatever doesn't matter. Admittedly, sometimes that's easier said than done, but that was the, the big takeaway for me today, talking to Eddie about his, his journey towards running a race in every state and he made he made his rules, and I guarantee he doesn't care what you, I, or anyone else thinks about whether or not something quote unquote counts. He's counting it. That's all that matters. And I think there is might be able to tell. I got a little fired up there, but I think that's that's so great and something that that maybe I could do a better job of aspiring to as well is not worrying about what everybody else thinks. You know. Oh, I could I could keep going for a while. I'll spare you because this is already getting to be a long a long takeaway, longer than usual. Maybe I don't know, but you make your rules. If anybody else doesn't like it, as long as it's not impacting them, which more often than not it's not going to. Don't worry at all about what anybody else thinks about the rules that you make for yourself and how it relates to you as a runner. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, let me know. Always love to hear it. Half the time it's things that I'm on board with and half the time it's like, oh, I never even thought of that before. But one way or the other, if you're willing to share, I would love to hear it. At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to at Dizruns.com slash 978. Dizruns.com slash 978. Scroll on down past the photos, the links, the whole nine. There's that comment section. You can leave your comments and feedbacks and takeaways there as well so whatever works best for you on the comment comment section works best for me but anyway uh that's about it for today one last call for YNAB if you're so inclined to get yourself a free month trial actually a free 34 day trial so it's a little more than a month uh but then a free month on top of your subscription if you're so inclined but you got to start the process 
with my link, dizruns.com slash YNAB. That's letters Y-N-A-B, dizruns.com slash YNAB. Um, and if you have any questions on it, let me know. Like I said, I, I, I'm more than happy to pay my, my annual subscription every year, and it has definitely paid for itself multiple, multiple times. And just actually paid a new a new annual subscription here in the last uh, few weeks. And again, i not even upset, not even upset. So uh, check it out if you're so inclined. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for the time and the attention. Thanks for taking Eddie and I with you today, wherever it was we went, whether we were out for a run or just out running errands or something else in between. I uh, appreciate it. And until next time, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys. Mm-hmm.